0: And thank you for joining us here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tabb. For those of you who don't know, Dr. M.H. Tabb was born into God's family almost 56 years ago by the wonderful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He then served as a Christian school principal, Bible Institute teacher, administrator, and assistant pastor. In 1980, God then called Dr. Tabb to establish Gulf Coast Baptist Church, where he pastored for 40 years. He continues his service now as the founder of Gulf Coast Bible Institute, preacher, and author of over 46 doctrinal books. Let us now open our Bibles together with Dr. Tabb as our guide and rightly divide the word of truth here on Doctrinal Studies with Dr. Tabb.
1: Today I'm going to deal with a subject that I feel is all too common among Christians and should be stopped and I'm calling this Christian Cussing. Exodus twenty, verse seven: Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh His name in vain. Now we usually think of that verse and think of what we would call cursing and and using the Lord's name in in a cursed manner and so forth. But there are other ways that His name is taken in vain uh, besides that. Psalm 111, verse 9 says, He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. Uh, I never have liked preachers to call them, refer to themselves as reverend. I happen to be a preacher myself, and I don't like anybody refer to me that way. Reverend is God's name, it's not any man's name, and I don't think we have any right to utilize it in that fashion. Now, let me say that cursing is contagious. Uh, children quickly pick up Christian cussing from their parents. They also pick up the wrong words through television and movies, even cartoons. Uh, listening to wrong speech can ruin a person's own vocabulary. As Paul says, evil communications corrupt good manners. First Corinthians 15, verse 33. And speaking of picking up words from television movies, adults do that just like uh, children do. If a movie has cursing in it, Christians ought not to be watching it in the first place I mean you listen to something long enough it's going to get in your mind and the first thing you know will be coming out your mouth let me just deal with some of these uh, phrases that I refer to as Christian cussing sometimes we we'll hear somebody say something like confound it now, I'm going to give you definitions from two uh, dictionaries, Webster's Collegiate Dictionary and the American Heritage Dictionary. And these quotations are exact with emphasis as given in the dictionary itself. And you can look these up yourself. The phrase confound it, uh, dictionary number one, that is the uh, Webster's Collegiate, says that is a euphemism for damn. And dictionary number two, the American Heritage Dictionary, says it means to damn. And then a common phrase we hear, uh, especially among preachers, is bless God. Bless God this and bless God that. That's a favorite among a lot of preachers, but it's a euphemism for by God. In other words, it's an oath invoking God. Uh, euphemism is defined as, quote, a mild or indirect word or expression substituted for one considered to be too harsh or blunt when referring to something unpleasant or embarrassing, In a quote. Now, if it's substituted for another word, it means the same thing as the other word, though it doesn't sound, as the definition says, as harsh um, uh, or blunt. Another common one is the phrase doggone it. Dictionary one, number one, euphemism for G-D. Now, I'm not going to say that, and you know exactly what that stands for. And then on in that definition, it says damn. Dictionary number two says to damn, adjective damn. And that uh, that dictionary says, see Scott's regional note at damned, an alteration of G-D. And thankfully, that even the dictionary says dash instead of spelling it out. Now, that regional note that they referred to let me read what it says to you. <clears throat> it says, quote, there are many regional variants, mostly euphemisms for damned, both as an oath and as a mild intensive. Southern exclamations and intensives tend to begin with dad, a euphemism for God, hence dad blamed, dad blasted, dad burned, and dad gum. And by the way, I'm, I'm reading these off. These are not part of my vocabulary, and I don't use these words, but you need to know what I'm talking about here because you hear these things all the time. Uh, continuing with the quotation, from regional notes says dad blame and dad gum can be combined with it in the interjections dad blame it or dad gum it. Uh, another such euphemism is the better known dog gum, probably originally southern but now widespread. Like dad gum, dog is used as a mild intensive. For example, the best doggone deal in Alabama, on a billboard in Montgomery, Alabama. Doggone likewise appears in phrasal interjections. Doggone it, I dropped my hammer. It's a common regional variant, I'm still quoting, of damned... Uh, A common regional variant of damned is dern, as in gall dern. Doesn't take much brilliance to figure out what that one stands for, which is also euphemistic and and relatively mild, as in this snatch of Baltimore dialogue, if that's not just the weirdest dern thing I ever laid eyes on. End of quote from the regional note. So uh, let's dispense with doggone. That's a bad phrase. Another one that we find pretty common is dern. Uh, Dictionary number one, euphemism for damn. Dictionary number two, used to, to express dissatisfaction or annoyance, damn to damn, alteration of damn. Uh, The word dang means the same thing in the dictionary. It's alteration of damn, it says. The word gosh, good gosh, my gosh, gosh, amighty. Boy, we don't have trouble figuring what that one stands for. The dictionary says used to express mild surprise or delight, an alteration of God. Uh, What about Gomer Pyle's favorite word? Golly, golly. dictionary says golly is used to express mild surprise or wonder, an alteration of God. And then the one that seems mild, G, G whiz, dictionary says used as a mild expletive or exclamation as of surprise, enthusiasm, or sympathy, an alteration of, you ready for this? Jesus. Alteration of Jesus. That's what the dictionary says. Uh, we have other alterations for Jesus. How about Jiminy or Jiminy Crickets? JC, euphemism for. Jesus Christ. Uh, The word heck, it ought to be obvious what that one stands for. The dictionary says used as a mild oath, slang, used as an alternative, had a heck of a lot of money, was crowded as heck, an alteration of hell. Um, Sometimes we hear the word gad or gadzooks. Dictionary says used to express surprise or dismay and alteration of God. And then the common phrase that's usually in text is uh, spelled out as O-M-G. And we know what that stands for. And we hear saved and lost people use an expression more and more. It's found commonly on TV and in movies and such. The dictionary says OMG is used to indicate that something is considered surprising, shocking, or thrilling. And of course, we know what it stands for. Now, of course, a lot of these words and phrases uh, constitute uh, swearing. We have uh, also heard Christians cut a word of explanation just short of what the word was meant to be. For example, I've heard people say ga in place of God or law in place of Lord or Lordy in place of Lord Uh, James chapter 5 verse 12 says above all things well I think that would make it very serious right above all things but above all things my brethren swear not neither by heaven neither by the earth neither by any other oath but let your yea be yea and your nay nay lest you fall into condemnation in other words yea and yea and nay nay say what you mean to me what you say lest you get condemned for what you're saying he said in that verse Swear neither by heaven Well, how about by heaven, or my heavens, or heavenly days? Listen, heaven is God's throne, so Jesus said not to swear by it, Matthew 5, verse 34. In fact, he goes on to say if we do swear by heaven, we are actually swearing by God himself, Matthew 23, verse 22. We're taking his name in vain. And by the same token, the earth is God's footstool, Isaiah 66, verse 1. So James also said, neither by the earth. Well, um, okay, what about land of Goshen, or my lands are land sakes, these are expletives uh, of swearing by the earth. Now while we're at it, <clears throat> we may as well hit some pagan Christian cussing. What about the common saying holy cow? Do you realize the only holy cows in religion are in Hinduism? So why would a Christian invoke a Hindu god? Or how about holy smoke? The only smoke in the Bible is unholy. Among other things, it's connected with the wrath of God, 2 Samuel 22, 9. It's connected with Satan, Job 41, verse 20. And it's connected with the punishing of the wicked, Psalm 37, verse 20. In other words, connected with hell. And sure enough, Revelation fourteen eleven says, The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. So why would you use a phrase like that? Now let me close these few thoughts with... Uh, some food for thought from the scriptures in Matthew 12 verses, 40, uh, verses 34 to 37 Jesus says this "O generation of vipers boy how's that for addressing people you bunch of snakes how can ye being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things but I send you that every idol word uh, ex- expletives are certainly idle words, they're fill-ins that don't even need to be in whatever we're saying, every idle word, somebody says we speak uh, thousands of words a day one one so-called expert said 25, 25,000 words a day uh, mm, in the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, a lot of expletives can show up in that many words Every idle word that men shall speak, Jesus said, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Judgment of Christ for the Christian, great white throne judgment for the lost person, give account for every idle word. My goodness, that uh, judgment could take a long time just on that basis. He goes on in the last verse in that section, says, for by thy words thou shalt be justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. How would you like at the Job seat of Christ, Christian, to lose rewards because of your mouth, because you saying things that uh, uh, not, don't even need to be said, uh, unnecessary to start with and shouldn't be said? Psalm 109, verses 17 through 19. The psalmist said, As he loved cursing, Who anybody? As he loved cursing, so let it, it, the cursing, come unto him. We reap what we sow. As he delighted not in blessing, the psalmist said, so let it be far from him. He didn't lie in blessing, so let blessing be way off from him. As he clothed himself with cursing, like as with a garment. In other words, he cursed all the time. I had an uncle... I don't know if he's with the Lord now or not but he's out in the cemetery uh, every, every other phrase out of his mouth was curse word he took the Lord's name in vain all the time cursed all the time and clothed himself with cursing the psalmist says as with a garment so let it the cursing come into his bowels like water and like oil into his bones let it be unto him as the garment which covereth him and for a girdle wherewith he is girded continually cursing continually is just as common to him as his clothing. Psalm 139, verse 4 For there's not a word in my tongue, not one, not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. God knows every word that comes out of our mouth, and the psalmist says in another place that uh, he knows our words before our tongue even forms those words. He knows what we're going to say. The Lord's name is above every name, not take the name of the Lord that God, in vain, it's above every name Philippians 2 verse 9 says, so don't abuse it, even though ignorance of what certain words mean be careful, if you don't know what they mean don't say them, God wants us to have sound speech that cannot be condemned, Titus 2 verse 8 tells us, James three ten. out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing he speaketh with a forked tongue yes, out of the same mouth, blessing and cursing, my brethren these things ought not so to be, uh, he talks about we bless God with our tongue, we turn around and curse men with that same tongue. Colossians four verse six says, "Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that it may you may know how to uh, you ought to answer every man." I can't remember the old saying, but something make your words sweet. You may have to you may have to eat them or something along that line. Well, may they be with grace, seasoned with salt, palatable. James one verse twenty six. If any man among you seem to be religious, and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. All right, you seem to be a good Christian, but you don't bridle your tongue, and you're always using Christian cussing, and you're always saying things that ought not to be said. Uh, Your religion is vain. Our prayer ought to be the same as David's. Psalm 19, verse 14, he said, Let the words of my mouth... And the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. In other words, may every word that comes out of my mouth, God, be acceptable to you. And may everything that I think in my heart be acceptable to you, Lord. Why don't we just let our speech be yea, yea, nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. Matthew 5, verse 37. Now, how about it, Christian? Let's just have no more Christian cussing. Guard our speech. I mean, the Bible says a lot about our tongue. James chapter 3, the whole chapter is about it. Many passages in Proverbs and elsewhere in the Bible about how we ought to talk and how we ought not to talk and guard our speech and what we have to say. Let's not do any Christian cussing. Thank you. You have a good day. May the Lord bless you richly as you use your tongue to glorify Him, magnify the Lord Jesus Christ.